The reading this morning is from Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thanks be to God for the reading. Can any of you remember your school motto? Dare to succeed. Excellent. Justice at Tenax, Justice and Tenacity. Excellent. Excellent. You're all doing much better than I did. I couldn't remember mine. <laughs> I even had to go looking for it um, on the internet to see if it could tell me. And actually, all it told me was that the school that I was the first. S1 into, it's no longer there. They've knocked the building down. <laughs> so that just made me feel really old. <laughs> and they've already, they've had to build a new building. Honest, I wasn't, I didn't think I was that old, but anyway. <clears throat> so you know that a motto is a sentence, expresses the principle or beliefs of the person, the group, the organization, or a country. Glasgow's motto is let Glasgow flourish which has been shortened over the years. The longer one should have been let Glasgow flourish by the preaching of his word and the praising of his name. Edinburgh's is accept the Lord in vain, which comes from Psalm 127. Accept the Lord, build the house, they labor in vain. The scout one is be prepared. And the Church of Scotland is nectamun comis consume batter. I was looking to see if it was on it. It's not on the community. Sometimes you get them on the communion tables. Yet it was not consumed from the story of Moses and the burning bush. So a motto is a sentence. It means something special and obviously something that you can remember many, many years later. A sentence to live up to. And the psalm today has begun with a verse It's rather like a motto. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now that would be nice to have as our motto. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. 
What an assurance is given to us in that just that one verse. We are assured that if we dwell with God, we can rest in his shadow. And in this verse, we have two divine names which are used, Most High and Almighty. And these names tell us something about the person that we are to dwell with. And they go right back to the days of Abraham and possibly even before. God is the Most High. There is no one or nothing higher than our God. And he is the Almighty. No one is greater than God. As we sang when the young people were still in, our God is a great, big God. Not a tiny, tiny little God, but a huge God. And if we dwell with him, if our whole lives are entrusted to him, then we can rest in his shadow. In his shadow. Now, I'm sure that during the summer, which hopefully we'll come back again, and that really hot, sunny weather, you might have longed for some shadow, some shade, if you had to go out and about, and there wasn't any shade from trees or buildings, or even you didn't have your umbrella or your sun hat with you, you would certainly feel hot and bothered and tired. When the sun is at its highest, we look for shade. Now, last summer, we went on holiday to Keswick during the hottest week of the year. Imagine going to Keswick in the Lake District and having to buy a fan because it was so warm. We did not need our umbrellas and our rain jackets. It was really too hot, and we actually had to stay indoors because we knew if we went out, there was no shade. We needed shade, but there was none. Now, while I'm hoping that when we're on holiday this year, it will be nice and sunny, but maybe not quite as hot. But the psalmist is talking here about a shade that is always there, and we don't have to look very far for it. When we walk with the Lord, his shade is always with us. We are safe in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I think verse 2, we could also make a good motto. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. When we trust in God, he is our refuge and fortress. He is a safe place to be. Now, in the time of the psalmist, when a city was under attack, the people in the area would run to try and find shelter, as you would. And they found their refuge behind the strong city walls, these strongholds were their refuge. And they felt a bit more at peace there. And if you go and visit castles or anything over the summer, you'll see that they're built with really strong walls, sometimes a moat round them as well, to protect those that are inside. And all the villagers that live nearby would come in to the castle area to try and protect themselves. But in these verses, the psalmist is possibly also referring to the temple as being a place of sanctuary from oppressors or a crisis. And I'm sure there's been times in your life when you have felt the need to shelter somewhere. You wanted something or someone strong just to protect you and look after you. Well, here we're reminded in the psalm that God is that refuge. And these two verses set the tone for the psalm 
And they're good verses for us to remember in a time of uncertainty and change. And we know that we're living in such a time of uncertainty and change. God is our ever-present shelter in the storms of life, constant shadow that cools us when we face the heat of trials. We could always trust God. Perhaps especially it's important to trust God when we can't see his hand at work, when we don't know what he's doing in our life. We need to trust him. We rest under the shadow of the Almighty. And then we walk behind the shield of God's power. The next few verses are filled with imagery of lots of dangers that might happen and the protection that can be found in God. The images are striking and they give quite a picture of quite a list of dangers that the believer in ancient Israel might face. Dangers that would produce anxiety and fear. The first danger spoken of is the fowler's snare. Now the fowler was a professional bird catcher and his snare could be a net, a throw stick or an arrow. Being caught in some kind of trap is certainly a real danger. And you know, sometimes we feel trapped and caught. Hopefully not in a physical trap, but trapped in life. Our job, our circumstances, our families, or with our friends. We can't see any way out. We feel trapped in that fouler snare. Then it talks about deadly pestilence. Well, we all know about deadly pestilence after the last few years. We know how such a tiny, tiny virus spreads so quickly and causes us real fear and real anxiety and upturns our life so much. Then we have the terror of the night. And as we spoke with the, with the young co-folk, that darkness that can fall upon us. And we can't see any light. And then thousands fall at your side, possibly speaking here of war. Well, we all know about the fears that come in war. We've heard a lot about them on television. Even riots. We've seen a lot of fear recently with the riots in France. We might even have spoken personally with people. We might know people who have fled from the war zones and are now living here among us. None of these fears or dangers that the psalmist speaks about are confined to the Old Testament. We still face a lot of these fears and dangers today. Life often feels like being in this dark and dangerous place. But then the psalmist goes on to give us a collection of images of divine protection through his divine power. There was the image of the mother bird sheltering her young that we spoke about earlier. And in verses 7 to 10, it tells us that the evil that does not, does not come near the believer's tent because of divine protection. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. The ancient Greeks use a fighting formation. I'm sure you've seen it on films. They would stand shoulder to shoulder, close in rank, both in front and behind, with their upright shields overlapping. 
And this formation turned them into a formidable force that they could sweep through a battlefield because they were together and they were shielded. They held their ground and they didn't give up in the battlefield because of this formation. The shields. God is our shield. But Ephesians 6 also talks, perhaps on a more personal level, of about being protected by a shield and protected by armour. We read, put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So we're to put on the belt of truth around our waist, the breastplate of righteousness, and on our feet the gospel of peace. Take up the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So that's the kind of protection that God will give us. Like a full body shield or like a tiny chick under his mother's wings. When we are equipped like this, we stay within the shield that God provides and we live in his protection because of his power. And then we look to the security of God's promise. The last few verses of this psalm are in the form of first-person speech from God to the psalmist. And they promise this deliverance of hope for the future. God says, I will deliver. I will protect. I will answer. I will be with them. I will rescue. I will honor. I will satisfy. I will show them my salvation. Aren't they just wonderful promises? from God, our Father. And they weren't just for the people then, you know, they're for each one of us today. God will protect, he will answer, he will be with us, he will show us our salvation. And of course, he did show us our salvation when Jesus came to live amongst us and to die on the cross for each one of us, that we may be reunited with God in our salvation. Now, before anyone goes home confused, I'm not saying that nothing bad ever happens to us. I am definitely not saying that. God does not promise us that bad things or hard times or worries and sorrows will never come our way. We still live in this world. But he promises to be with us in the bad times, in the worries, and in our sorrows. And through him, His protection and promises come in the midst of dangers. And that's really quite important to remember because some people might get the wrong idea that once you're a Christian, life is going to be all rosy. Not quite. We still live in this world. But we live with God with us in this world now to help us through it. And there can be a bit of a warning in this psalm as well. We're not to twist the words of God to suit our purposes. Now, we see an example of that in Matthew when the devil tempts Jesus and he quotes these verses from this psalm. The devil had taken Jesus to the highest point of the temple and said, throw yourself down, go on. It is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so you will not strike your foot against a stone. But Jesus resisted that temptation And he quoted verses from Deuteronomy 
Do not put the Lord our God to the test. So these verses and promises in this psalm don't give us carte blanche to start out on any project that we want to do, believing that God will rescue us if we get into trouble. No, the projects, the plans have to come from God, not from ourselves. We might like to do something this way, but maybe God wants us to do it this way. So we have to be open to listening to God, open to God's leading and God's guiding. And I think that's going to be very important for us as we come together as four congregations into one. We are to seek God's way for us, to listen to God's plans and perhaps lay aside our ideas and our plans and listen to him. So this promise comes for those who love, acknowledge and call upon God and who in their devotion and submission want only to go God's way and not our way. When you're walking out in the hills or up stony ground, you will often strike your foot against a stone. In some countries, you might encounter a snake or a predator on the trail. But God promises to be with us when that happens. He promises to be with us. Paul says in Romans, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we rest under the shadow of God. We walk behind the shield of God's power and we look to the security of God's promise. So if you're looking for a motto for your life to replace the one that you learned at school, I don't think you can go far wrong with this psalm. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So just as I finish, I'm going to read um, from this book. These are prayers which have been inspired by the Psalms. And I would like to read the one for today. Abide in Christ. Abide, O my soul. Abide in Christ alone. Remain in intimate union. Enduring peace. Abundant joy. Continual delight. No wandering the wide earth. Seeking sanctuary, solace, salvation in interim inns. Abide, O my soul, abide in Christ alone. Where have I to go, Lord, but the shelter of your arms, the shadow of your mercy? You are the one safe place, my comfort and confidence, my strength and song. You break the ties that bind me, 
Heal the sickness that afflicts me. I am cradled in the wings of grace, beloved of God, safe in your keeping. If you are for me, who can be against me? When evil pursues me, when affliction and devastation plague me, I will not give in to fear or flight. I will press in deeper still, shielded by your faithfulness. Abide, O my soul, abide in Christ alone. The battle rages around me, death and destruction, sorrow and suffering, but I am safe in the arms of God. I will watch as darkness falls, as death is swallowed up in victory. For the world is passing away, along with its desires, but all who walk in your will abide forever. I am kept by mercies known and unknown, by the wind of the Spirit, ministering angels, a hedge of protection around me. From what death have you saved me? From what pain have you spared me? My life is in your hands. Abide, O my soul, abide in Christ alone. You are Father, Defender, Saviour, Lifter of my head, and I am your beloved, child of the Most High God. Never have you forsaken those who seek you. In the quiet of the night, you speak life to me. In times of trouble, you preserve me. I endure by your countless mercies, your unmerited grace. Abide, O my soul, abide in Christ alone. Amen.